This is Beat the Closing Line. Another edition of Beat the Closing Line presented by thelines.com. Post-Super Bowl edition of Beat the Closing Line. Remember to give the video a thumbs up, subscribe, and ring the bell to get notifications whenever a new episode is released on any betting market. Thelines.com is also giving away a $25 Amazon gift card in our daily pick'em contest. For more details, head over to play.thelines.com. And as always, join the Lines Discord channel to get notifications when we place bets on any sport, including NFL futures. And that's the focus of this Beat the Closing line, looking at futures for next season's Super Bowl and MVP betting markets. And before we do that, I want to introduce my co-hosts on today's podcast, Mo Nuara and Brett Gibbons, lead writers over at thelines.com. And for anybody who doesn't know and hasn't listened to an episode of Beat the Closing Line yet, Mo is a big Chiefs fan. I believe he has a Chiefs sweatshirt on right now. And he also bet Kansas City to win the Super Bowl, I believe, but at least at plus one and a half or plus two and a half, whatever whatever the number was that he got on the Chiefs going back to a week or two weeks ago. So Mo, your experience as a Chiefs fan, but also as a Chiefs backer as they knock off Philly in the Super Bowl. Yeah, really, really fun sweat, obviously. Um, didn't bet the Chiefs in the game, although I would have if I wasn't already invested in the preseason. Had them 10-1, to 1, thought that, I think, very simple handicap there. Just if Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are ever sitting with double-digit odds, I think you have to bet it. <laughs> so uh, feel good about that one. And, yeah, as far as the sweat went, man, um, was not feeling good at halftime. You know, Mahomes dinged up the ankle again, uh, had to get out the rally whiskeys, but the rally whiskeys <laughs> brought it home. I like it. It's a good strategy when you have to use it. So over to Super Bowl 58 odds, looking at the betting market, the Chiefs are the favorite to win back to back at plus 600 and we'll go Brett, myself, then Mo here. So Brett, I know you have a team that's also from the AFC West team that struggled this year that you're looking at for next year's Super Bowl odds. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at Denver, and before everyone just X's out of their screen uh, real quick, <laughs> just just hear me out. Uh, I think that you can actually buy the dip from this past year. We saw what a train wreck Russell Wilson was. Uh, I think a lot of that, though, was Nathaniel Hackett, because you look at, I know it's just two games, but you look at the two games without Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson, 14th in EPA among quarterbacks. He was 31st with Hackett in weeks 1 through 16. Uh, those last two opponents that they played, Chiefs, Chargers, could be better defenses, but not terrible. Not like he played the Bears. Um, there's no catastrophic departures on the Broncos either. Uh, you're looking at Kareem Jackson, safety, played a majority of the snaps, starter, almost every snap. Uh, and a couple of offensive linemen here and there, linebacker Alex Singleton, you know, replaceable guys. So I think that you can really just buy into this dip at 30 to 1 plus 3,000. Um, and, and my favorite part of it is they're playing a fourth place schedule. So they're playing Commanders, Texans, Browns, the NFC North and the AFC East. Far from a really scary schedule there. They have $9.3 million in open cap this offseason to spend on some of those departures. And I know it's really tough to contend the AFC West. I'm not sitting here saying, hey, yeah, put in a future for the Broncos to win the AFC West. That's a really bad bet as long as the Chiefs are there, especially since they're not losing really much of anybody. Uh, so they're probably going to have to get into the wild card uh, spot and then hope that they don't fall on the same side as the Chiefs. Maybe you can spring an upset on the Bills or let the Bills, Bengals, and Chiefs beat each other up on the other side of the bracket there. So I do like Denver. 
again, just initial numbers here. Free agency and the draft are going to change a lot of things. Now, Mo Nuara, before we get to our Super Bowl, not bets, but teams we're interested in potentially for next season, you had Denver alt wins under this year. So I'll let you have the floor here after Brett's point about the Broncos. Yeah, I was very low on Denver. I think I'll probably be low again. I'm seeing as high as 50 to one out there, but that's a little bit interesting, but I don't know. I just, I've never been a big Russ believer is, is the big thing. Um, I thought that he was never that great in Seattle. Uh, I know he had one really, really excellent stretch, but um, either side of that just didn't do that much. I thought, and um, man, I, I just feel like, over-reliance on the deep ball, like stats like EPA really overrate him, I feel, because um, <clears throat> yards per attempt, stuff like that, it goes up when you're you're getting these big plays, but he's just down-to-down, down, not able to move the sticks as consistently as some of these other quarterbacks. Just as a, a quick rebuttal there, I just want to talk about team construction really quick because Russ's teams in Seattle are built a lot like this team in Denver. You know, they have weapons at receiver. They have a couple of killers down the field in uh, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. And then you have that extremely, extremely talented and young secondary that is pretty much all coming back next year. It's a good point. I, I can't say I'm excited to hear Russell Wilson say Broncos country, let's ride. But speaking of coaching upgrades, going from Nathaniel Hackett to Sean Payton next year for the Broncos, Jags got a coaching upgrade last season or last offseason going from Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson, or at least Urban Meyer when he was the coach the previous season before he got canned. So Jacksonville sitting at plus 2,800 at most sports books. Remember to head over to the lines.com, try to find the best of the number. Again, not a bet that I'm making right now, but a team I'm a little bit interested in as we look at some, some of these Super Bowl 58 futures odds. And Jacksonville's offense ranked number eight in EPA per play. Mo brought up that metric. Head over to the lines.com to also read more about how to use EPA in terms of the betting market, whether it's game by game or futures. But another year for Trevor Lawrence in Doug Peterson's offense. And you're also getting Calvin Ridley. Speaking of gambling and betting, Calvin Ridley, who was suspended this past season because he bet out a game or parlay, something like that, whatever it was the year before. Pretty wild stuff. So you add Ridley to an already Solid receiving core and Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, potentially Marvin Jones Jr. If he comes back and also potentially Evan Ingram at tight end, if they bring him back, both of those guys, I believe, are unrestricted free agents. Now, Jacksonville's cap situation isn't great. The third worst cap situation going into the NFL offseason, but they do need to upgrade some secondary pieces for me to buy into this futures bet. Outside of Tyson Campbell, Jacksonville ranked below average in EPA and success rate, for that matter, allowed when it comes to opposing quarterbacks and opposing passing attacks. So Jacksonville is my bet that I'm looking at at plus 2,800 if they make those defensive upgrades. Mo, I'll throw it to you next. Yeah, I, I like the Jags as well. Um, they obviously brought in a lot of pretty solid veterans, just like raising the floor of the team quite a bit last year. And um, it just, like you said, they need help still. But when you have a quarterback on a rookie deal, you can afford help. So I, I think they can maybe keep upgrading on the margins. And, and if Lawrence keeps improving, 
um, his ceiling still looks really, really special. Uh, and I, I, I like Doug Peterson a lot. So I'm always trying to bet on good coaches in these spots. And, uh, and yeah, I, I think the fact that they might get another free home game again is pretty big. <laughs> I mean, just playing in an awful division. So what other teams, Mo, are you looking at next year for Super Bowl 58 odds? So I dug up a very, very long shot that I think is uh, an interesting, I kind of actually, it's funny because I kind of am looking at them as NFC version of, of Jags potentially. Um, I I know people are going to think I'm a lunatic, but Carolina (laughs) at 70 to one, I I think is worth a look. Um, Same situation uh, regarding the division where just a complete dumpster fire around them. Um, you know, Tampa Bay wins it at eight and nine last year. They lose their starting quarterback. Saints are old and capped out. Um, then you have the Falcons still pretty much in the early stages of a rebuild. I think I, <laughs> not a whole lot going on there. Um, Carolina not losing any meaningful free agents. Uh, still have a pretty good talent base though. I don't hate this roster. Uh, adding another top 10 pick here this year. Um, at, I think it was number nine overall and probably need some help wide receiver and defense, but man, they still have some really good players. Like JC Horn looks like a potential superstar. Derek Brown is very good. Brian Burns is very good. That gives them like a pretty good foundation on defense. Um, the offensive line performed decently this year. And, and biggest thing for me is bringing in Frank Reich. Uh, I think he's an excellent coach. I think it was a pretty huge mistake, honestly, for the Colts to cut ties with him. Um, obviously dancing around the elephant in the room here, we don't know who the quarterback is going to be. And that is (laughs) probably why they're 70 to one. But, you know, I I think if they get either someone in the draft who is actually good or with, with Frank Reich's offense, I think some of these disgruntled veterans wouldn't hate coming to play for him. So if, if he can make some magic happen, we've seen him take multiple teams to the playoffs with, roughly league average quarterback play. And I think they could be this year's giants where they kind of come out of nowhere. Uh, but they have a more talented roster than the giants. It's a good point. So we hit on some teams to keep in mind. And like Brett and Mo both mentioned, hopefully you don't close out of this video after you hear teams, teams like the Denver Broncos, Carolina Panthers and Jacksonville Jaguars to win super bowl 58. But looking at these, the MVP market, for next year, Patrick Mahomes is the favorite to repeat and win his third MVP award at plus 650, not just obviously coming off of the Super Bowl MVP, but also winning the regular season MVP honor. So any MVP bets that you guys are looking at for me quickly correlating to my Jags Super Bowl potential Super Bowl bet Trevor Lawrence at plus 1300. Brett, I'll kick it to you next. Any MVP bets you're looking at? <sighs> I, the number next to Jamar Chase is really tantalizing until you go back and realize that a receiver has never won the MVP award. Uh, so that does give me cause for pause. But if, if you kind of look at Jamar Chase, you can find him 100 to 1, possibly longer, uh, you know, as, as the offseason goes on. He missed a few games this year, but he still posted over 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns. That's on pace. If he would have played all 17, on pace for 1,500 yards, 13 touchdowns, 190 targets. Uh, that's with T. Higgins. That's with the offense that uh, the Bengals ran this year. And if you look, I'm kind of following that Joe Burrow MVP steam at, at, at 650s, tied for the lead with uh, Patrick Mahomes. 
And T. Higgins, he may not stick around. He's going to be demanding top three, top five pay for wide receivers in the league. And, and Cincinnati could be like, mm, all right, see ya. We'll go get some for you. Uh, and then Jamar Chase is kind of the, the guy there. We could see a Cooper Cup-esque uh, season out of him next year, being the only guy with one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, but again, if you look at it, quarterbacks the last 10 years, 15 of the last 16 are quarterbacks, no receivers ever. Uh, I, I do think it's probably worth a dart throw just in case he does have that kind of top end season that we all expect from Jamar Chase to be able to have. Mo, what about you? Well, it's early, obviously, and this <laughs> is another complete dart throw, but I don't think Jordan Love 66 to 1 is the worst dart throw in the world. Um, it doesn't sound like Aaron Rodgers is going to be back with the Packers, but obviously, if he is, this bet would have absolutely zero value. So you have to be really careful betting into this one. Um, but man, I've always been like so low on Jordan love ever since the first couple of times I watched him. And then against the chiefs, uh, last year when I think it was COVID had Rogers out, if I'm remembering right. Yeah. Um, man, Jordan love was absolutely abysmal in that game <laughs> and just multiple seasons, of just, I would think he's learning football and he's not getting any better. And then I'm just completely giving up on him. Shows up in midway through the Eagles game and just starts throwing darts all around the field, marching, marching the Packers up and down the field. I'm like, maybe the light came on. I mean, maybe the light came on for him three years in. You know, I mean, they have a good coaching staff and maybe he's figuring it out. And if he were to take over the reins. The Packers still have a very good roster overall. I know the defense pretty much got their butts kicked last year, but a lot of it was on the ground, which I think is the easiest, cheapest fix you can find. So if the Packers just shore that up, I mean, I know the receiver situation isn't the best, but if they just bring in one guy with um, Watson, it's at least going to be you know palatable. So in a wide open division, maybe Jordan Love can can do something there. And for people that want to laugh at Mo's Jordan Love bet, laugh at Spreadopedia, a friend of the show who bet Geno Smith to win MVP. And Smith was in the conversation for a decent chunk of the season. So taking a long shot at some of these guys lower on the odds board is definitely worth considering. So that's going to do it here for our post-Super Bowl edition of Beat the Closing Line. Remember to... Head over to thelines.com to look at the latest Super Bowl and MVP odds and sign up for some sports books if you aren't already for the best promos to get on these bets. And also head over to thelines.com as we're giving away a $25 Amazon gift card in our daily pick'em contest. For more details, head over to play.thelines.com. Follow the lines on Twitter at the lines US and subscribe to the lines on Apple Podcasts. So long, everybody.